Welcome everyone. We're about to begin Bezaz Hashem Shalom Bayashir number 207. In regard to this uh, title of this um, Shir, how often should a couple be intimate? Um, truth be told, there's no magic number. And of course, the spouse that has the higher libido may answer that question, how often to be physically intimate, four times a day. Get the supplements, do it as much as possible. That's what the high libido person will say. The low libido person will say, eh, you don't have to do it that often at all. So they'll have a whole different perspective on how often to be physically intimate. But the key really is, is to give of each other and to respect the differences of between the couple in their different dr- sexual drives, in their different libidos, whether it's the higher and the lower, and to meet midway. The higher libido spouse needs to realize that their husband or wife may not always be in the mood. And the lower libido spouse needs to realize that their their spouse will always be in the mood. And they need to understand that. And the truth is, is that whether the libido is high or low, whichever one has the lower, whichever one has the higher, and typically it's the men that have the higher, women the lower, but it could go the other way around. And in a good amount of marriages, it's the other way around, where the wife really craves the sexual uh, intimacy while the husband doesn't. That could happen too. And of course, it's a point of contention in many, many marriages. It's not something talked about much, but it's a point of contention because the higher libido spouse feels very often, they get resentful because they feel they don't have it enough at all. And the lower libido person says, "They, you know, my, my spouse always wants sex. What's wrong with them? And they get frustrated that way. And it's very important. What usually happens is that the lower libido one, the one that has the lower drive, dictates the marriage. And it, sh- it cannot be that way. You need the higher drive libido one to be the one to dictate it. And the reason behind this is it's very simple. That in a monogamous marriage, which Terra wants, it's the only place where this need, this sexual need can be met. It can't be met anywhere else. The Torah asers, the Torah forbids any other sexual outlet other than the expression with one's own husband or with one's own wife. And it's not like food. If you're hungry and, and your wife didn't prepare the food or you have no food in the fridge, you could go find food somewhere and eat it. You need solitude, you could go into, you know, into your private space and have solitude. Many, many, all the other needs that may not be met by your spouse, you could figure out a way to meet that need in a healthy way. But with the sexual experience, the way Hashem designed it, only in marriage, and only in certain times in marriage, and only with one person in marriage, a monogamous marriage, especially for thousands of years already, 
no, you know, with um, on the man's side, no, you know, hair in the bain of Gershom and so on and so forth. The woman's side, certainly, the bottom line is it's the only, only place where the sexual need can be met is with one's own spouse, and that's the only way. And um, the truth is, is the lower libido pers- uh, 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 spouse needs to recognize that fact and therefore needs to do what they can to accommodate the higher libido spouse as much as possible. And the more they do it and the more they're involved with that, the more enjoyable it will be. We're not talking about right now overindulgence or couples that go overboard in this area and that there's a lack of balance. We talked about this in the past. But the bottom line is, is that it's a real need and it's there to stay whether you're young, whether you're old. And the one with the higher libido needs to understand that the lower libido may not always be in the mood and they need to respect that. And the lower libido needs to also realize they need to set the tone because otherwise there'll be a tremendous amount of frustration um, if there's no sex. And the far, the low libido person says, I, I you know, the, the less, the better. I don't really need it. I don't really care for it much. But sex needs to be a constant in the person's, in a marriage. It needs to be very, very important part of the inner dynamic of a marriage. And there's nothing to talk about. That's just the basic, basic fact. And people don't want to express it that way. And they feel maybe shallow or superficial or not spiritual enough when they talk about the importance of sex, saying there's so many other things that are much higher in the priority list, you know, Shabbos and Ruchnius and children and Limeratayra and all that is true. But sex is part of it, the right way and so on and so forth. And if you have two people that are mentioned to one another and they're Erlich and they have Shmira Seinayim and they're careful in the workplace and they avoid being emotionally intimate with other people from opposite genders. If they do that and they're faithful to one another, then no marriage is harmed by having too much sex. No such thing. And it's not, we talked about different ways of handling Kedusha, and that's just a simple fact, especially Bisman Azeh, whether people want to admit it or whether they don't want to admit it. More marriages are affected in a negative way by having too little sex than having too much, quote-unquote, sex. That's just the way it is. You speak to people that are honest in the way they express it to Erlicha objective marriage counselors or even Rabbanim, They'll see it again and again and again and again, and that's the bottom line of it. Now, uh, the one that has the higher libido, whether man or woman, they need to know as follows. There is no license to become aggressive and angry and frustrated and being selfish with that need, 
and they need to realize the one with the high libido is that there's an extreme importance of having your spouse, who is the low libido one, have their needs met in the foreplay of the non-sexual foreplay, of the non-sexual physical touch, and the communication and the listening, like we talked about all along in so many ways, that the one with the low libido is wired differently. Most of the time it's women, but sometimes it could be men, that they're wired differently, that they need that non-sexual affection, non-sexual touch, and compliments, and being listened to, they need to feel that in order to get to that point where they're ready to become physically intimate. And the higher libido spouse needs to realize this. And yes, they should set the tone, and sex should be a common thing and a frequent thing, but at the same time, they need to invest in that non-sexual affection as well. That is a very important point. But what's important for couples that allow um, sex not to happen for long periods of time, it's very important. It may not sound romantic. It may not sound, uh, you know, spontaneous. But to schedule it then. To schedule it at least on a minimal basis. So for example... I'm just giving an example. A couple makes a decision, Tuesday nights, Friday nights, they're going to be sexually intimate. That doesn't mean it can't happen any other time either. They could talk about it, and if they want to do it other nights as well, fine, they both agree. It's privacy of their own own, uh, relationship. Whatever they do, it's their business, and sometimes it's very helpful, beautiful. But it's very important to set times that unless Holila, there's a flu or an illness or whatever it is, I'm just giving the example, could be whichever way you want to work it, Tuesday nights and Friday nights. This way, at the very least, the high libido spouse, the one that desires it so much, at least has what they call a are miklat. Has, it's going to be tough for me to hang and hold out from Friday night till Tuesday night, but at least I know, okay, it's Sunday, it's Monday, Tuesday night I'll be able to be intimate and I'll be able to have that need filled and met. And then there's a Wednesday night, Thursday night, oh, at least Friday night I'll be able to have that need met. It makes it less tense. It makes it less stressful and more manageable and more willingness to overcome any type of frustration or resentment, knowing that at least what we call in Chazal, Pas Besalai. That's what Pas Besalai means, that they have that availability and that thing, so they know how to balance it. And But if, you, if that does not happen, and it's all in the hands of the low libido person, that I'm only going to engage in the physical sexual intimacy when I'm in the mood, and it could be that you're not in the mood for months or this month, okay? It's all, it, it's not healthy. It is not healthy. And like I said, we're not talking about people, when I, when I say the words high libido in this particular sheer, I'm not talking about someone that's a sex maniac. It could be somebody that has shmir ha'senayim, erlich, menschlich, 
We're not talking about someone that is, um, you know, looking at people that they shouldn't have looked, or their animals, or they're giving into their lusts in 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 outside of their of their marriage. No, I'm not talking about that. That's the mistake people make. High libido means you simply have a very high drive for the sexual need. But and even if you're not nichshul and you're, but it's very, you know, it's, it's a high need and it's strong need. And with those type of people, we're dealing with erlich people. And when you're erlich, this is the way it is. If two people are erlich people and they're loyal and dedicated to one one to another, one has a high libido, one has a lower one. They both need to know that the fact is is that no marriage. As long as there's menschlichkeit and non-sexual affection as well, like we talked about, and these other areas, no, very few or no marriages are harmed by having too much sex. And more marriages are harmed deeply by having too little sex. That's a fact. That's a reality. And it's someone, and, and again, People want to use this concept of Kedusha and your Oynes Tamad Chacham from Shabbos to Shabbos, and they feel that on that Madrega, and so on and so forth. You know, everyone speaks to their own Rav or their own whoever they want to talk to, but in generally speaking, not Negev is Manazah. And it's important for every Yiddish Erlicha marriage, no matter how old they are, no matter how many children they have, to have this part of life, as long as they're both Baruch Hashem physically able to have it, and it makes no difference whether there is some sexual dysfunction or not. We talked about this in the past, but it's very important to have that physical connection in a marriage. It's key, and it's integral, and it's important. And the truth is, like I said, the higher libido person needs to learn how to express to the low libido spouse affection in non-sexual ways as well very, very often. To show their caring by being having a listening ear and by being kind, by being considerate in non-sexual ways. To have those needs met to the low libido spouse. And then the low libido spouse needs to really also allow the high libido one to set the tone, to allow a schedule where at least a minimum amount of sexual twice a week or whatever it is, to have that intimacy, even if they don't really need it as much, or you know that for them they could do without it, but for the sake of the marriage, to keep to that schedule. And again, like he said, and science has shown this, that if they do this, and they both are open and compassionate to one another, they'll both enjoy it more. The high libido one will enjoy it in other ways, in the, and he'll enjoy not just the, or she, will enjoy not just the physical aspects of it, but the emotional aspects and the non-sexual aspects of it. That's the integration of the low, high libido one to understand that sex, physical, is not the end in and of itself, it's the connection, it's the soul connection, the emotional connection is the key. And the high libido spouse will learn this. And the low libido spouse will also learn 
that the non-sexual affection and communication, as important as it is, is not enough. Because Hashem created everyone differently, and some have higher, and some have lower. And the higher one, it's important to meet their needs as much as possible. And of course, it's their achrayis to make sure to remain loyal in the marriage, and that this aspect is only channeled in marriage and in no other place. And may Hashem help all couples, because all couples have different levels of libidos, high and low, and and to, to overcome whatever difficulties there are in the frustration, and to allow to work with each other, to fill each other's needs as much as possible, the high libido filling the non-sexual needs and the listening and the caring to the low libido spouse and the low libido spouse to overcome the lack of desire and to engage physically with their husbands or wives for the sake of their marriage to the point where Again, if the goal is the compassion and working with one another, then everything will become more enjoyable as a Hashem. Have a wonderful day.